Today on the 1012 podcast, myself, Daniel, and Chris make picks for every week 11 Big 12 game that includes Vampire BYU, Oklahoma State in a trap game at UCF, and Oklahoma West Virginia, plus the latest Big 12 championship winner odds and the bet you should probably make instead of Oklahoma State plus 300. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the 1012 Network. Find every show on the network at 1012network.com, T-E-N number 12, the word network. We are also partners with Sport Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for our Thursday episode. We are making picks like we do every week. Now, I'm letting you know we are recording this a day early on Tuesday. We'll not be coming out till Thursday. So some of the lines have changed drastically uh, from when we do these picks to release time. I am sorry. Uh, I hope you're not actually following our picks to make money. wouldn't uh, advise that. This is more for fun than anything else. And when I say we, I don't do this alone. Joining me as they do every week, he is our pro picker, our data expert. He is Daniel Alexander. What's up? Great to be here. I'm, uh, gosh, am I, am I on top yet? How close am I getting? I guess you, you'll break that down in a second for us. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Don't just, just calm down. Slow down. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. I know you're excited. I know it was a big week for you, Daniel. It was a big week for you. Uh, one person who is not a big week for, that would be the LGG OG himself, Chris Ross. Yeah, that was a rough week. And, and you know, Daniel, no one likes a bragger, okay? Can we just... I've, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been coming from behind. I've been, I've been bottom of this the whole thing since the very beginning climbing my way back up so <sighs> clawing and climbing uh, climbing and clawing i'm not providing much resistance right now so there's that <laughs> all right uh, we will recap last week first thing i want to get to uh before we get to this week's picks and our recap the updated odds to win the big 12 championship via caesar's I want you guys' thoughts on this. Texas is minus 160. No surprise there. Oklahoma State at plus 300. Oklahoma at plus 650. Oklahoma, Kansas State at plus 1,200. Kansas at plus 2,200. Iowa State at plus 10,000. Daniel, in your – I'm curious. Do you Did you happen to pick a Big 12 championship futures bet uh, before the season started? I know you did this last year, and uh, it paid off for you with Kansas State. Do you happen to have one for this year? Yeah, I, I've got none. I'm not sweating anybody – to win this, um, I do believe I'm going to sweat now. Um, I do believe I have Oklahoma over wins, and I can't remember if that was eight and a half or nine on the season. But uh, it's either nine flat or eight and a half, really juiced up. I'd have to go check. But now I'm sweating it, right? I mean, they got to just sort of take care of business here down the stretch. Uh, but that's really it. So no, sorry, short answer. No, I've got no futures to win this thing. Try to go back and see if I can find when they came out what they originally were. Let's see. I think that when they dropped on May 5th, I don't know which ones you got. Oklahoma was, woo, nine and a half. I hope you didn't get a nine. Well, you can no. still get to still 10. You can still get to 10. That's, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, they got, you know, three games left. I think, I think we got to win two to push, three to win the bet. We'll see. Okay. So, how do you, how do you feel? Did you feel like there is a good bet? here and, and i i ask that with the the updated odds 
Like, if you were going to do something, like in my mind, I almost want to take the plus 300 on Oklahoma State, given their odds to get there, and then wait till the game, and then assuming Texas arrives or someone else does, put money on the opposing team and see what works out. What What are your thoughts on on doing that? Plus 300 feels a little too short for me for Oklahoma State. I mean, what has to happen? They have to probably win out, right? That- uh, no, they're going to have to lose twice. Oklahoma State has to lose twice to not make it at this point. At the, oh, so here's here's your situation. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State are the only two teams with one loss in the conference standings at this point. There are five teams with two losses right behind them, so one game back behind them. Oklahoma State has the tiebreaker over four of them. Oklahoma, Kansas, Kansas State, and West Virginia, they beat all four. But Iowa State's the other one. They have not beat them. Iowa State still has the road game at BYU this week. They also have Texas and Kansas State on the schedule left. So, I mean, Iowa State has a very difficult road. Oklahoma State has road game at UCF, road game at Houston, and then BYU to end the season. So, Oklahoma State, based off of schedule and the one team they don't have a tiebreaker with, like, Oklahoma State's probably in the best spot to get to Arlington at this point because they own tiebreakers over four of the other five teams behind them. So it, realistically, Oklahoma State could go two and one and is very likely going to make it to Arlington. Plus in 300 is just remaining schedule. I mean, look, look, plus 300. Look, let's just say, I mean, that, that seems short. I'm done. You know, if, okay. So Oklahoma State here, let me, let me dial this up. Oklahoma State goes there against Texas. I'm just checking my ratings here. Texas 89. Sorry, boys. I know we're rolling here. Oklahoma State. I mean, what? No, is this is this to win the, te- the conference? Te- so, so, so Texas is going to be somewhere around like minus 10, minus 9, minus 11. They're going to be something like that on a neutral field against uh, Oklahoma State right now. I mean, if Oklahoma State's in a plus 300, just wait to money line them at the game. Straight up. I mean, if, if if you like Oklahoma State, hope they make it and just money line them to win the thing if, if they, you know, when they get there versus Texas. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Your options to money line and to, to put it on the, the them to win. I like it. Okay. Just too too much has to happen, right? I mean, a three to one bet, and it's like you're still relying on them to go out and win or, or you know, do well over these next three games and then win in the championship. It's like you just you're just hoping for too much to happen on a three to one when just wait to money line up at the game. Yeah, the, the value is yeah. there before the season. I, I, there are some people who have put Oklahoma State because they saw the schedule. Uh, that uh, that bet's looking a lot better now than it did, you know, back in September when Oklahoma State's getting stomped at home by South Alabama. So how, how wild is it that during the Red River rivalry, we thought that that was pretty much the first of one or two of those matches being played this year? Like everybody thought it was Oklahoma, Texas in the, in the Big 12 title. And now Oklahoma is barely has a lifeline in. I mean, it Oklahoma, the last since the bye, since the idle week, Oklahoma has not looked as good. They haven't been, they have been undisciplined. Uh, the last two games, uh, where's the stat? Hold on, I've got all the stuff saved for I mean, the later in I mean, the show. Yeah, I mean, like, they beat Texas, they're in the driver's seat to get the big home title, and just a few weeks later, you know, they're almost eliminated. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 been a very interesting few weeks since the the Texas and Oklahoma Idol Week. So uh, we'll get to some Oklahoma details here in a minute. Let's recap what happened last week. That uh, that Bedlam game was quite exciting. Uh, Daniel, you were the big winner last week. You went five and three. The only person with a winning week. Congratulations. You hit on Kansas State plus four and a half. 
hit on Houston plus four, hit on the under 61 and a half in Bedlam, hit on West Virginia minus 10, and hit on Wake plus 12 and a half. The misses were TCU plus three, UCF minus three and a half, and Iowa State minus two and a half. By the way, the three that you were your misses were the ones that we all agreed on. I will tell you how bad the unanimous stats are here in, uh, in just a minute. Five and three on the week, 43 and 40 uh, on the season so far, sir. Hey, we are we're in the black now, baby. We've we've turned that corner. That TCU was sort of a bad beat. I mean, they went up 21-20 on that game, and it just really got away from them there in that last sort of quarter quarter and a half. I you know, I thought we're gonna maybe get a group victory there, but that one felt I'm not that one was not a bad beat. That just felt a little dirty. Like, you know what? TCU had them where we wanted them. We had three points. Yeah, we should have had that one. Maybe, probably. But alas, TCU has uh, the the Texas disease of being really good about getting into the scoring position inside the 40 and then not actually doing much with it. Uh, I went three and five, my worst week on the season so far. Hit on the Houston plus four, hit on under 61 and a half in Bedlam, and hit on South Alabama, uh, Troy under 44 and a half. The misses were TCU plus three. We all missed it. UCF minus three and a half. We all missed it. Uh, Iowa State minus two and a half. Missed on the under 49 and a half in Texas, Kansas State. Uh, missed on BYU plus 10. Didn't know Keaton Slovis wasn't going to be the quarterback in that game going into it. Would have been nice to have known that before the game happened or when we made picks. I probably wouldn't have agreed on that, but we'll see. Three and five on the week brings me to 44 and 39 on the season. I am just one game up on Daniel at the moment. Chris, after a a brilliant six and one week, back to the previous trend. One and seven, sir. One and seven on the week. West Virginia minus ten was your only hit. Everything else, including your Oregon State minus thirteen and a half, was a miss. Thirty-eight and forty-five on the season now. And that was just another game that covered you know the wrong way at the at the very end. How many I've had so many of those this season. It's unbelievable how like I'm looking good, I'm looking good. And then just like the last few minutes of fourth quarter happens and, you know, I lose the pick. It is what it is. Uh, but it, it didn't matter. If I went winless, well, I mean, that couldn't have happened. But if I had gone winless or whatever, it doesn't matter because Oklahoma State is the reigning Bedlam champion from now until infinity and beyond. That cannot be changed. That cannot be undone. Uh, and so I think we're all winners for that. <laughs> Uh, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's, uh, it's certainly not something we're ever going to not enjoy. Yeah, we're we're definitely about. not going to throw a flag on it. Nope. No flags thrown on that. All right, fellas. A uh, couple of updates before we get started. In case anyone is curious, uh, when everyone agrees, and I went all the way back through, including the weeks with guests, when everybody agrees, we're now two and six on the season, including zero and three this past week uh that's not uh, a good trend uh when it's one verse all because i had to figure out how to do like one verse two and one verse three so it's when when one person is disagreeing with everybody else uh the overall record is seven and nine when it's two on one the two has it eight to three so big difference when it's one verse three versus one verse two uh, the two is uh, is trending in the right direction. So just a couple of things to think in mind if you're going to try and play strategy based off trends here uh, when we make picks on the podcast. Uh, I'll go through a few other things and see if I can find some more stuff. But just as a little precursor before we get going, you guys ready to get going? You ready to make some picks? Let's do it. I, I think that 2v1 has changed. I think that's flipped this year. 
Uh, yeah. Usually it, it, the trend was always it was the one would beat the two. It's mm-hmm. the two ver- two beating the one right now. So if you're in the third spot and the other two have agreed with each other, I don't know. I don't know what you should do because um, <laughs> either just, bring everyone, just, just, yeah, drag everyone down with yeah. you. just drag everyone down with you. Just be like, you know what? We're all going down in flames. Uh, this is what we're going to do or take a total, which is Chris's oh, worst man. nightmare. All right. Uh, we are talking about week 11. Oh, I'm excited for this week. This should be a fun week. Not look last week was awesome. This week, there's a lot of potential for some fun. We kick things off. We do this in chronological order the same way we do every week. So we start off at 11 a.m., the only morning kickoff in the Big 12 this week. Kansas Jayhawks hosting Texas Tech in Lawrence. At the moment, Kansas is a three-and-a-half-point favorite total. Pretty much 61s across the board. That's about all that I see. Uh, as I said, oh, this is a 60-and-a-half if somebody cares about that. All right, Daniel, you are up first, sir. What would you like? Um, this one is going to be pretty straightforward here, and I'm going to have some money on it come game time. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the under on this game. We've got um, betting all week has been towards the over. We have a line drop from the open of, I think, at least from Circus Open. They were they were at 63 and a half. So we've, we've got the lines come down about two and a half points. Winds are going to be crosswinds. We're looking at, you know, 9, 10, 11 miles an hour. I've got some, uh, you know, sort of morning game conference stuff that that also is on the under, some historical data. It's just like this game gives us four or five different clues that this is just going to be an under game. Um, And again, all of the tickets coming in on the over. We've seen this total drop. I haven't seen people come back to blast that 61 to to pop it back up. So let's roll with it under 61 in this uh, first morning game here of the week. I'm not sure. I need to go back and track what happens when you and I agree, sir, because. Hey, Hey, you and I were fighting for first, so you know, can't be too bad. I just like, that feels like the right side here. Our view on Kansas offense is it's nonstop. It's unstoppable. It's incredible. Like Texas Tech's defense is decent enough. Kansas defense. Like I think the under is the right side here. Like, I think it's going to be close. Like I do. I think it's going to be close game. I think the under is the right side. I, I I can him and haw and whatever. I, I think Kansas should win this game. They're at home. Like Jason, we're not, we're going to, we're done with the whole backup thing. I think Texas tech should give them a game because they've got Baron Morton back. But I think the under is the right side of this was you do uh, under 61 for me as well. Chris. Yeah. You guys uh, have teed it up for me. Y'all think you're, you're safe with the over-unders and uh, I'm not sure that's the case here. Um, Man, three and a half point favorite. I like Kansas here. Texas tech is kind of a hard team for me to figure out. They uh, a little bit up and down. Um, but FEI likes Kansas by a little bit more than that, by a little over five points. They neither one are like super great against the spread. Uh, Texas Tech's four and five. Kansas is five and four. I love the Kansas story. I love I love what they've been doing. I was trying to buy some time as I was wanted to see where. Okay, they're fifty eighth against the rush. Um. I was looking at Texas Tech's defense because it's, you know, probably a little bit better in Kansas than this. Uh, it is. Hmm. But I could just really just drag us all down by 
Just taking the under, which I don't do. Uh, I'll, take it. I'll take Kansas. I don't think Jay helps at home. All right, Kansas minus three and a half. I like it, sir. I like it. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the next one. Ooh. This should be an interesting game. Well, we're going to move to the 2 o'clock game on the schedule. Uh, the official Big 12 ESPN Plus team, Baylor, on the road in Manhattan at Kansas State. And, well, this one could get um, this could get ugly. Kansas State currently a 20-and-a-half point favorite. There are a couple of 21s, if that's something of interest to you. Total is at 55-and-a-half. I am up first. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I got a little thing. A few things written down. I don't oh, like how big the spread is. I don't like how big. I don't like how big the spread is. I don't. We've talked about this. I don't like big spreads. It may not matter, but I don't like them. Uh, shout out to Travis Roeder of Sicken Three Sixty Five. I thought this was interesting. Baylor is currently seventy seventh in FEI. It's a bump up from of five spots from before the Houston game. They actually moved up in FEI after the loss. Congrats. Um, there's a good chance Baylor finishes in the 80s at the end of the season. Just seems likely. Since 2013, there have only been three non-Kansas Big 12 teams who finished 80th or worse in FEI. Iowa State in 2014 and 15 and TCU in 2021. Both those programs fired their head coaches. Iowa State in 15, TCU in 21. Baylor is one of the worst Big 12 teams of the last decade with three weeks to go. That is what I'm getting to. Okay. They're very not good. So let me get to this. Let me ask you all a question. Do you all think Baylor will score 14 points in this game against Kansas State? Well, better question is, do you think they can score more um, than 14 points against Kansas State in this game? The only team they haven't, they've only scored 14 against the Texas Tech, right? Every Everybody else has scored more than 14. Yeah, yeah, 36 UCF, 32 against Cincy, 18 against Iowa State, 24 last week, Houston. They scored six against Texas. So against the other teams at the bottom of the conference, they put a few more points against. Great. Did you know that Baylor is 42nd in the country in getting inside the opponent's 40-yard line? That's considered a scoring opportunity. They're dead last in FBS with only 2.35 points per scoring opportunity. Let's say Baylor only scores 14 points because I think them scoring more than that might be tough against the Kansas State defense. That is good. Let's not all forget that this is Baylor, not Texas. That would require Kansas State to put up 42 points on their own to hit the over. Like, Baylor defense is bad. I'm taking the under. Like, I just, I don't think Baylor's going to put up very many points. I don't think Kansas has to put up 40. I know it's at 55 and a half. I'm still taking the under here. 155 and a half. Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went over under there because I thought we were all going to agree. Um, it is a big number. 20 and a half. I don't like lines that big. I, I yeah, just need I know. to stay away. But, but FEI has it at, at 26 and a point six. FEI says it, says it covers easily. Um, um here, here I'll throw you the rest of them. Tshu has yeah. Kansas State by thirty point seven. Room forty four has Kansas State by twenty point nine. SB Plus has Kansas State by twenty two. FEI has Kansas State by twenty six point six. K Ford has Kansas State by twenty five and a half. Parker has Kansas State by twenty one point seven eight. Okay. Everybody except Room forty four yeah. agrees. No, wait. Twenty point nine would be more than twenty and a half. So. Yeah, I, I was going through here. I think Baylor might have the worst third down conversion rate in the conference. Um, it's going to be hard for them to move the ball. Kansas State's going to be able to impose their will 
Um, most likely just gas out the middle defense. Uh, this might be a similar game to the TCU game for Kansas State where they just start racking up points. Uh, I'm going to take the Wildcats. Daniel? I'm with you, Chris. Let's go cash this thing. Um, you know, let, let's go look at the comp similar teams, uh, the Troys, the Houstons, the TCUs. I'll even throw UCF in there a little bit. You go back and look at that box mm-hmm. score. UCF overperformed a touch. Uh, you know, that was only a 13-point win. It should have been like a 20, 24-point win for K-State there against UCF. And, look, K-State's coming off a tough loss. So, you know, I don't know. You could think maybe let down or something like that. But it's hard. You know, you, we talk about paths to success. And, Philip, you sort of bring it, bring it up. Like, you know, how many points is Baylor going to score? Really hard to see Baylor getting up into the 20s. Uh, in this game, unless some fluke thing happens. KC only has to cover a 20 and a half. I'm coming with you, Chris. Wildcats. Minus 20 and a half. It is yours, sir. All right, we're moving on down to the trappiest of trap games that they ever have been. 2.30, UCF. It's their space game in Orlando, hosting now number 15, Oklahoma State in the playoff rankings. Ooh, um, this one is going to be interesting to talk about. Uh, at the moment, Oklahoma State, who opened as a one-point favorite, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think maybe you'll find a two somewhere. The total has been bet all the way up to 64-and-a-half. Chris, you're up first, sir. What would you like? I don't like this at all. I mean, why, why, why? Why is this a, such a low total or such a low – spread it doesn't make sense Oklahoma State is coming off the the Bedlam win but um I it feels like Vegas is just begging everyone to to take the Cowboys to cover this that line kind of to me says that they think UCF is going to win this game um was the FEI has it as Oklahoma State is over a, a touchdown favorite uh FEI uh ESPN I don't understand. It, it actually has UCF as a favorite. And I don't know, is that, you know, because the Oklahoma State's performances the, the first three weeks of the season, um, they're entirely different teams since then. It's hard to get a read of exactly what is going on here. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I think, uh, Daniel, you said the money is about even on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's – it's wild because I, it feels like – Vegas is asking everyone to take Oklahoma State here. Um, it feels like Daniel, a trap. Daniel, finish that thought. Where Where's the money and where are the tickets? I mean, what's being tracked right now is 51% of the tickets, Oklahoma State. Money being reported right now is 50-50. So it's like, this is a pretty split game. And other than that sort of early line move from open, it opened and sort of jumped right out to two or two and a half. Um, so, yeah. That's what we're looking at here. Split game. Yeah. Tickets and money. Something's funny here. I'm uh I'm just gonna keep on my uh just gonna keep with what I've been doing. It hasn't been working out for me in picks, but it's been working out for the Cowboys. So I'm going to fade Oklahoma State and take UCF. UCF plus two and a half. Very well. Daniel. Mm. Chris, we're thinking alike here. 
I mean, is there going to be a letdown? Right. I mean, that that's an obvious. Mm-hmm. It would be odd if there wasn't. Yeah, there's that's an obvious conversation talking point. I mean, you know, you guys are maybe a little bit bit more plugged into like maybe what the campus or locker room or staff chatter might have been, uh, you know, leading up to the game last week. But is that the biggest game in school history, Philip? Other than maybe you know a couple of the bowl games. Um, I keep to me the only other games that truly compare would be 2021 Bedlam, 2021 Big 12 Championship game. 2011 Bedlam. 2011 Bedlam. And, and I, the only bowl game, I understand the Fiesta Bowl with Notre Dame. The only bowl game I would put there is the 2011 Fiesta Bowl with, against yeah, Stanford. Yeah. Like, there's – let's say biggest win. Because, I mean, you can pick – there were plenty of Bedlams that mm-hmm. were before the championship game came back that were basically for the Big 12 title. Whoever won that game was going to win the Big 12. And they just win Oklahoma's way. So like those were mm-hmm. all big games as well. If you're looking for the letdown factor, then you're looking at what are some of the biggest wins. Um, I I think it might be the biggest, most emotional win of the Gundy era. And that includes, you know, mm-hmm. saving the season in 2014, getting over the hump in 21 to get to the championship, the Big 12 title game. Like, I mean, it, that's this thing that was like, it's the final Bedlam. And like every Bedlam is an emotional win. It's the final Bedlam. You get the last say, the last laugh, like the trophy lives in your, in your case in perpetuity forever and ever and ever. Amen. So like, and they were, you, you've still seen like highlight videos and stuff all the way into like Sunday, even to Monday. So like they, there's a legitimate question of have they mm-hmm. been able to move on from this game? And, I mean, for what it's worth, they lost last time. They beat Oklahoma. You know, the week after. And then you have the travel. But sorry, Daniel, go ahead. No, it's it's a it's a tough spot, you know, in in the capping sense for a show like this. It's a fun spot mm-hmm. to talk about. You know, we don't get you know, it's, it's every week you don't have a team coming off, you know, arguably the biggest win of the past, mm-hmm. you know, X years, whatever it is. And and then on top of that, you have them in a road spot as this short little favorite line which you would think, oh, crap, they'll cover that no problem at all. You know, UCF, we're going to say, you know, they're a down, you know, I know they won last week, but we're going to say overall they're a downward trending team uh, as far as the Big 12 is concerned. So it's like everything says take Oklahoma State. I think I'm coming with you, Chris. I think think this doesn't make sense. Like I would look at that right away and it's like, yeah, you take Oklahoma State. All the way, minus one, minus two and a half. I mean, basically, just got to win by a field goal. I don't know. Gus isn't a slouch. They got you know ugly win on the road last week. They get to come home. They're small dogs. I mean, look, Gundy's going to Gundy, right? Like we're going to get. We had a little bit of it at the beginning of the year. South Alabama game was a Gundy game, but this is a perfect place for it to be delivered to us. Yeah, and, yeah. and plus, it just makes. It's quintessential Big Twelve, or right? Oh yeah, absolutely, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's like it's like it's all teed up. Just you know, don't screw this up, and it just feels like they might go make this thing interesting. And if UCF wins on Saturday, you know it's a whole different conversation for Oklahoma State down the stretch. So, yeah, UCF. Are, are, are we giving some plus threes, or are there some juiced up plus threes that we're giving out? 
all I see are two and a half. So yeah, I yeah, I know. One, I know. I was hoping. No, no, it's two, two and a half. It's two and a half. Yeah, it's it's two. It's two oh, I see one two, but you know, you don't want it, that with your tags. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, I mean, we've talked about how trappy this game is. Let me throw some random stuff that I pulled this week. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State's plus eight in turnover margin since the bye week. And on this five-game win streak, four of the games have been at home. The only road game during the stretch was at West Virginia. So, like, a lot of these wins have been at home. You've had all these wide receivers who have been stepping up in these games. They've been doing so at home. It's harder for secondary guys to step up as often on the road. Now, granted, the talk has been Ollie Gordon versus UCF's god-awful run defense. Oklahoma State's run defense hasn't been awesome, and R.J. Harvey is a darn good running back in his own right. Uh, this is UCF's space game. UCF is 6-0 and in their space uniforms since they started this thing each year and have won by an average score of 50.6 to 24. Now, if you go back and look at some of the opponents they played, East Carolina, Temple, bad Memphis team, like it's this is by far probably the best team they have played as a space game during that stretch. So it'll be the first time they played a Power 5 team during the space game. But the, the stat is the stat. Right, you mentioned week after Bedlam. I, uh, I wondered about that. Um, from 2005 to 2016, Bedlam was the last game of the regular season every year but one in 2012. From 2017 through now, it's the last seven seasons. Bedlam was the last game of the regular season just twice in 2019 and 2021. Since 2017, OSU is 3-2 in the week directly following Bedlam. Every outcome was by one score. The wins were shootouts that averaged 90 points. The losses were lower scoring fairs averaging 40 points. The losses were 2022 was a loss to West Virginia 19-24. 2021, as you noted, the loss to Baylor in the Big 12 Championship game, 16 to 2020, 16 to 21. 2020, they beat Texas Tech 50 to 44 at home. 2018, they beat West Virginia 45 to 41 at home. 2017 was a win at Iowa State 49 to 42, and then that loss, uh, they lost in 2012 at Baylor 34 to 41. So expect this to be a one-score game. All the trends say as much based off Oklahoma State the week after Bedlam. Uh, they'll either win in a shootout or they'll lose in a low scoring, ugly game. Um, look, I, I, I pulled all the, the numbers, uh, FEI and, and our good friend, Parker Fleming, the only ones that have OSU by a large amount, FEI, OSU by a 7.6 Parker, OSU by 7.17, uh, Tishu has OSU by 1.9 room 44 has OSU by 1.9 SP plus has OSU by 0.8 and Kelly Ford has OSU 52%. Uh, basically he has it as a pick em. The one thing pretty much everybody agrees on, all except for FEI, is which side of the total to take. This thing opened at 61 and a half. It has been bet up all the way to 64 and a half. That is the highest number I can find. Yep. DraftKings, FanDuel, it is 64 and a half. Great. I can't believe I'm doing this for a third game in a row. I'm not going anywhere near the, the spread. Give me the under 64 and a half. I just like Ollie might run all over them. Maybe John Rice Plumley has a great day at game. Um, if you're taking UCF to win this in my mind, it's because it's a low scoring affair. If it's a shootout, that means Ollie Gordon's getting loose. I'm going to take Oklahoma state. So I'm going to take the under 64 and a half. I think OSU wins this in a close one, but I'm going to lead towards the under because that feels more likely. All right. 
I have three unders in Big 12 games. What a whew. <laughs> All right, now that i got gotten that out of my system, one thing that will not leave you nearly as uneasy as I feel right now is Charlie Hustle, official sponsor here, the 1012 Podcast and 1012 Network. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today. Show off your school spirit all season long. Use our promo code 101215, T-E-N-1215, for 15% off all non-sale items. They had a one-day uh, sale on uh, on Tuesday. They had a bunch of shirts for just $20. It was awesome. So you want to not miss those in the future. Make sure you're following Charlie Hustle on social media, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, they're on threads as well. Y'all, the Big 12 stuff is so good. Maybe you're a UCF fan. And you're like, you know what? I want to get myself a little, my team a little luck. I'm going to go get myself a Citronaut shirt. Sounds good. Maybe you're an OSU fan who's still celebrating and will be celebrating forever and ever about Bedlam. Go get yourself an Oklahoma State shirt. They've got every Big 12 team except Cincinnati. They also have Colorado. Cincinnati fans, again, they're working on it. Just keep bothering Cincinnati. Like, just, I want to see you, like, tagging Charlie Hustle in a tweet at Cincinnati to be like, give us Charlie Hustle. Like, give it to us. We want it now. So we can use the promo code 101215. So go to charliehustle.com. Check out the more than 30 schools that they have available, plus everything else they've got. And they've got some great stuff if you're a Kansas State and Kansas fan. Uh, NIL-related shirts for players there. So go check that out. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. All right. We're moving on down the list. On down the line, we've got one more after... No, that's right. We're going to the evening now. Oh, sorry. We have... Three evening games and one late night game. First of the evening games on the docket for us, 6 p.m. God's time, FS1 in Houston, Cincinnati. Officially out of eligibility on a seven-game losing streak. Going in to face the Houston Cougars. It's an a, a former AAC match up at the moment. Cincinnati is a two, no, sorry, Houston is a two-and-a-half point favorite total. I see 55s. I see 54 and a halfs. Daniel, you are up first, sir. What would you like? Is this Embry Jones versus Dana Holgerson? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is there a just, you know, a more paradoxical black hole of college football outcomes that could possibly happen? I mean, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> This game's either going to end like 3 nothing, or it's going to be like, you know, 55-52, something stupid like that. Um, I mean, if you back Emery, if you fade Dana, Dana's going to beat you. If you back Emery, Emery won't come through for you. So I can deduct that I have to take I have Houston a perfect stat to- that, that exemplifies that. <laughs> No, oh, I, look, I mean, not truly. You, you, you just heard you just heard some rocket science, deep philosophical capping of a college football <laughs> game. And so um, we're rolling with it, baby. Houston, let's go. I mean, the circus hanging a minus two right now. So, um, you know, if, if they're the only if they're the only two on Earth, forget it. But. No, but, Circa's legit. Circa is legit. Yeah, yeah. If, no, if, I know. I just I'm going rolled with Houston. I want the I want the best line available for me on Houston. And that's here. that's what I'm gonna do is give you the best line available. I'm appreciate. I'm, I'm checking everybody else. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. 
Yeah, they're the only two, but I don't care. We have certified that Circa counts, so uh, Houston minus two it is. And I'm glad that Circa's hanging it too, because I'm I'm coming. I'm coming along with you. Oh no. <laughs> it, oh, what what a game too. What had this is just the best game for us all to agree on. It's like <laughs> Well, I'm uh, I don't have it. I'm hosed either way. We'll get to it. Cincinnati continues to be the team to put up tons of yards and no points. They they're gonna they're gonna outgain everyone they play and not outscore them. It is week in, week out consistency. Just absolutely consistency. By the way, uh Scott Satterfield said uh Sunday's team meeting was heated, said multiple coaches spoke up holding players accountable for a lack of discipline. Uh, he came back and clarified that 85 to 90% of the roster is doing everything that they're supposed to. In case you're wondering how things are going at Cincinnati in the midst of a seven-game losing streak. I'll roll through the numbers. Tishu has Houston minus 4.1. Room 44 is the only one who does not have this covering with Houston as one mile, 1.6 favorite. SP Plus has Houston minus 2.7. FEI has Houston minus 4.1. K Ford has Houston minus 3. And Parker has Houston minus 6.06. Here's the other thing. The most Dana thing possible would be to save his job. In a year where we're all certain he's going to lose it. Houston at four and five, and I have said this and said this now. I started saying it last week, and I'll keep saying it because it is all about the schedule. At four and five, with the schedule they have left in front of them, of all the teams who have four wins or fewer left in the Big 12, and I would even include five win BYU in this, Houston has the best shot to reach ball eligibility because they get Cincinnati at home, they get Oklahoma State at home next week, and then they go to UCF. They have Cincinnati and UCF on the schedule. It would be so Dana to beat Cincinnati this week, get to five wins with two games left on the schedule, and either save his job or choke away a win at UCF. That is the most likely outcome for a Dana Holgerson coach season. I also still like Donovan Smith a whole heck of a lot more than I like Emory Jones. Houston's at home. Give me Houston minus two. Yeah, you guys have put me on a spot. Yes, we did. Um, it's, a, it's not a good one based off of our trends this season. No, and and, and Daniel, you, you you said it. You if you bet on Dana, he'll burn you. Houston is giving up nearly forty eight percent of the third downs against them. Opponent third downs. That's unbelievable. And you can't count on Emory Jones to go win you. Um, Cincinnati's converting less than thirty eight percent of their third downs. So who knows? What's going to happen here? Cincinnati winless in their last at least five. I don't have a full seven. They've lost seven straight. Seven, yeah. Um, They have not won since they beat Pitt. In Houston, I mean, the best I can do is bring y'all down with me. Give me the Cougars. That's perfect. I love it. Yeah. We're all bored of the Dana train, which is going to be going off the cliff as soon as we uh, buckle up. Okay, <laughs> let's let's move on down to another night game. Uh, Oklahoma, back home after two straight road games in Norman, hosting West Virginia, 6 o'clock on Fox. Ooh, this one. I, I'm, I'm going to be watching this one. Oklahoma, currently a 13-point favorite. Total, 58 and a half. I am up first. Um, look, Oklahoma was, was riding high knock off Texas sitting pretty, feeling good, undefeated top 10 in the country at six and zero. 
Then they went on the Idaho week. They got we we lamented that Oklahoma and Texas got a week off after Red River, which just set them up for success the rest of the way. And since the Idaho week, Oklahoma escaped UCF at home, then went on the road to lose to Kansas and in the final bedlam. Oklahoma is minus three in turnover margin since the Idaho week. The last two weeks, they have turned the ball over six times have 19 penalties including six false starts you can talk about a dpi that didn't get called all day this is why oklahoma has struggled the last three weeks they've become undisciplined oh by the way and i'll have some jeff levy talk on monday when we recap depending upon i don't care how this game goes like i don't know how you keep that man around brent venable's out here falling on the sword taking the blame and the responsibility for these two game losing streak while Jeff Levy's out here complaining about the players, blaming it on the players. Also Venable's comment last week on his, or this, uh, this week on his coaches show saying that they quote, probably have a Rolodex of better plays unquote when talking about the fourth and five play at the end of Bedlam. Uh, Jeff Levy is either coaching for his job or it's too little too late. I don't know. As for this game in particular, look, West Virginia's playing well. There's a lot to like about this West Virginia team. We, we gave them their flowers on Monday. I think you should, as a West Virginia fan, be excited about being bowl eligible. And there's still three games and a bowl game left to go. Like, I'll, I'll say it. West Virginia could win 10 games. Win nine games. Like, eight games. Like, the, 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 I, this is going to be a good season for West Virginia. On the road at Oklahoma. Finally back home after two losses. Like, I don't I don't know if I love that spot for West Virginia here. Oklahoma minus 13 though. Man, I don't like it. I don't I don't like them by that much. Like I think Oklahoma wins this game. I don't think they're going to lose 3 in a row. But the very fact that it's feasible and possible for them to lose again, I know that sounds crazy, but given the way the season's gone, and if I think it's even remotely possible that they were going to lose, that they could lose this game, then I have to take the West Virginia side. Oh, there's no 13 and a half. It's 13 or it's 12 and a half. So I don't want a 12 and a half because I'm not taking Oklahoma. So I will take West Virginia plus 13 against Oklahoma. Chris? Yeah. I mean, the last time Oklahoma fans were at Memorial Stadium, Oklahoma was undefeated. They were in the driver's seat for the Big 12, had playoff hopes, and now they come back, and all of that is on life support. And no, you can blame... There's no playoff. They're play- the playoff... No, no 100%. Is- there's no playoff. But That's dead. Big 12 title. Buried. You know, underground. It's on, uh, the Big 12 title is on life stone. support. They need a lot to happen. They need help. They do not control their own destiny. Oklahoma fans are notoriously... Um, you know, they expect to win. They they win a lot. You know, credit to them. And, and part of me believes that's why Oklahoma stays as good as they are throughout time because the fans demand it. How these fans are reacting in the stadium on Saturday will be telling. On a night game, they've been drinking. You know, will we hear booze? If, if the offense comes out lackluster, if the play calling seems suspect, how will the fan base respond? I... I'm going to take them. I'm going to take Oklahoma to, to answer, to respond. We haven't seen it in three weeks, but this team is better than they've been playing. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but if they come out and lay another egg, 
then something is really wrong in Norman. Um, and you can blame the officials and you can blame Levy, but only one coach got a flag in that game. And uh, it wasn't Levy. Uh, and that was a crucial drive. That drive pretty much won the game for the Cowboys. So um, say what you will, but I, I you know, that, that, that stuff matters. Give me the Sooners in this one, but uh, we'll see what happens. Daniel? Total opened, uh, I believe, 57 and a half. And uh, it's, just been, it's, it's been picked up just to uh, the 58. Oklahoma, supposedly this vaunted D, ready to rock. In this last month, they gave up 30 to Texas. They gave up 29 to UCF, 38 to Kansas, and 27 last week in their loss to Oklahoma State. West Virginia, I'm going to give them a little credit. I didn't love them coming into the year. And let's go back and look at their last month. 37 against BYU, 41 UCF, 34 in a loss to Oklahoma State, 39 in that loss to Houston. I think this total is sitting a little bit low. Uh, I, you know, I would lean. I expect Oklahoma to win this game, but 58 points, that's it. I mean, this thing's really, you know, are we going to land at like a, a, a 31-27 or something like that or, you know, a 33-24? That just seems too short here. Uh, West Virginia is – they're able to score. They're going to push on Oklahoma. This isn't going to be some shutdown game. Oklahoma is going to win this game, but – both these teams are going to be up in the 30s, and someone might even touch the 40s. So, you know, that, that'll be Oklahoma. So, over 58 is the play here. I like it. It's all yours, sir. All right. Third evening game, because we have a true night game, is TCU getting their last shot at Texas. It's Big 12 members. It's a big one in Fort Worth. 630 on ABC at the moment. Texas is a 10 point road favorite total about 53, 53 and a half. If that is your fancy Chris, sir, you are up first. What would you like? Not to go first. No, <laughs> no, this one is an interesting game. Yeah. This is an interesting game. Uh, I don't really have a good read on it. Last week I took Texas to cover. They were up by 20 points in that game. Looked like I was, you know, pretty well set. And then here came the Wildcats. Uh, TCU, you know, can they do that? Can they put up that kind of fight? Coming off back-to-back losses, they got washed by uh, Kansas State, uh, put up a fight against Texas Tech. But, I mean, their last meaningful win I mean, was BYU, and, you know, that's not – I don't know if that's a great win. Efficiency FEI has – where did I go? Um you know, at at, at nine and a half, but under ten, FBI likes that. You know, thirteen and a half, nearly nearly a two touchdown game there. I think if it's under ten, I'll I'll go ahead and take Texas to cover this. Can I get it? Let's see. Uh, the lowest I see anywhere is ten. Oh wait, I see. An, I've got a nine and a half at Fanduel. I've got a oh, juiced up. Real. I've got a juiced up nine and a half at Mirage. I missed it. You, you know what? You know what? Let's we'll let we'll let Chris limp in with that nine and a half. If Chris was in the lead by ten, we'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give him the nine and a half. Texas minus nine and a half. It's all yours, sir. Thank you, Daniel. Sir. Um look, I'm coming with Chris. Um 
Oh, there, there that's why is. he wants it. There it there is. It is. <laughs> no, look, I mean, I, I doubt it. I'm just out of curiosity. I, I will not have money on this game come this weekend. I don't have a lot of interest. Um, TCU has been a frustrating team to bet. Texas has shown uh, that they're resilient this year, man. They, they, they come to play almost every single week. Uh, Sark's had them in a good spot. Obviously a, a tough game last week. They got the win. You know, they weren't underdogs. They sort of won by margin, right? Game closed three and a half or four, and Texas won by three. So the game played out how Book saw it was going to play out. So I don't consider the game like some big close call upset or anything like that. Hard-fought game. Texas got out with the win. They go on the road against TCU. I didn't have money, so I just wanted to dial something up and just look at it. Uh, Sonny Dykes in his career is 6-13 and 13 as a double-digit dog, and when he's a home dog – uh, double digit. He's two and seven against the spread. So, I mean, TCU is just limping through this entire season. Uh, they have the one win against BYU as a bright spot, but everything else has been pretty ugly or mediocre. I I just don't expect, you know, a double digit home dog spot against Texas to be the magical spot where all of a sudden TCU looks like who we think they should be. Stark keeps Texas on track here. Down the stretch for the title game, Texas is going to cover this number against TCU. Now we know. All right. I guess I could ride along with all of you and uh, and bring us all down. Oh, there we go. TCU wins. <laughs> Man, like it, but like TCU's just not, TCU's not good. Like they're not good this year. They're just not. Hoover's going to be the quarterback again. Still don't feel comfortable getting Chandler Morris back out there uh, under center. TCU is eight and three against Texas uh, since TCU joined the Big Twelve. Here's the deal: this team that finishes drives with touchdowns is the in the red zone is the team that's going to win this game. Uh, shout out to Parker for this one. Let me say this one slowly. TCU joins Texas among the worst FBS teams in the country in difference between echo rate, which is how often you generate a quality possession drive with a first down inside the opponent forty yard line. Again, now it's a scoring opportunity. Uh, or big play touchdown, and points per echo at around negative 87. Point is this. TCU, Texas is, uh, gets into scoring position and scoring zone area and red zone area, but comes away with nothing or field goals more often than touchdowns. That has infected TCU as well as Texas A&M. Um, I'm, I'm taking the under. The under is 12-6 and six for these two teams so far this season. I don't think TCU is going to score a lot on this Texas defense, even at home, even in a night game, even when they're going to be all riled up. I think Texas Will's defense will slow them down. I think TCU will do some weird stuff. I Even at, at, what is it, 53 and a half is the best I can get. I'm going to take the under 53 and a half in this one. It's a fourth under for me this week. What in the world am I doing? I do not know, but I'm going to do it anyways. All right, let's move on. The true night game. Y'all, it's time for Vampire BYU. (laughs) We're going to find out if this stat is a real thing or not. 9.15 Central Time. Yeah, I'm staying up for this one. BYU in Provo hosting Iowa State at the moment. Iowa State is a a 6.5 point favorite. Total at 41.5. Let's see. Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like? That total just flat out feels low. That, I, I, I don't get it. Is there two feet of snow falling in this game? <laughs> um, 
under under 42 is like really key for college. Like, are we really, is BYU really just going to score 14 points, right? 17 points, something like that. So 24, 17 is essentially what this book or, or what the books are saying. I mean, Iowa State defense is good, but, you know, again, Matt Campbell, the hunter, the hunted. In this case, he's the hunted. He's the favorite here. Is Iowa State going to go on the road at night at BYU? Are they going to cover this game at margin? You know, are they going to win this thing by eight, nine, ten points? Are they going to hold BYU to under 17? It just it feels like so much has to go right for this game to stay under. Um, you know, if we're under the number of 42, we're taking the over here. 41 and a half. Give me the over. That does not make any sense to me. We do not know if Keaton Slovis will play in this game or not. They have not uh, made an official announcement in regards to that. It seems very like up in the air. Could be, maybe. We'll see what happens. On BYU, could they only score 14 points? Their scoring total the last four weeks. At TCU, 11 points. Home for Texas Tech, 27. I'll get to that one in a second. At Texas, 6. At West Virginia, 7. And there's 27 against Texas Tech. They had two legitimate, like, 70-plus yard drives. 14 points. They also had a fumble return touchdown. They had a field goal after an interception that was on, what was that, BYU's 35. So they, they did a little bit with it. And then they had a field goal in the second half. They didn't do a lot. And that Texas Tech team was Jake Strong-led and not, very good like BYU's offense hasn't been great as of late and I definitely don't want to deal with it with Keaton Slovis but man it's that BYU nighttime thing oh I think I know there it is there it is now mind you they wrote this a few weeks ago I think it's changed too so I think now it is uh, since 2019 games kick off after 6 p.m. BYU is now I think 27 and 3 which 27 and 4 if you count the West Virginia game last week this is at home. This is a late night game at home for BYU. Like, this is where the Big 12 is going to get weird when teams have to go out to Provo. The trend tells me, Daniel, I almost would take the under. Like, I don't know. Like, Iowa State could probably score 32, like, what is it, 28, 31? Like, I could see the total going under. Iowa State should win this game. Iowa State should cover six and a half easily. It's not, this is not a like, I still like BYU. I don't like this BYU team without Keaton Slovis. But the vampire thing is legit. BYU at home in a super late game. I, I think I'm going to take BYU to cover. I don't like that I'm going to do that, but I think I am. Now, I may live to regret it, but it's only one game, so I'm going to take a flyer here. I don't have to, but I want to. I'm going to take BYU plus six and a half. I think the vampire BYU team shows up enough and covers the six and a half. Chris? Yeah, uh, this one is it's interesting, right? Um, but for everything you guys have said, you know, BYU is only three and six against the spread. However... Two of those covers, two of the three, came at home and came in night games. You know, the the win over Cincinnati and the the win over Texas Tech. That happened again 
Iowa State has the better defense here. They have a decent pass defense. Uh, but the spot this night game in Provo, FEI has it a little bit less. It's free on the money, but a little bit less. I'm going to take – I'm going to say BYU here. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if Iowa State wins this game and covers, but uh, I'm going to take BYU. No one – Nobody has Iowa State covering this. TSU has Iowa State minus 5.1, Room 44, Iowa State minus 6.1, SP Plus, Iowa State minus 5.5, FEI, Iowa State minus 5.4, K Ford, Iowa State minus 3, Parker, Iowa State minus 2.05. So the totals are all over the place for everybody. Like they've got like half cover, half don't, half hit the over, half hit the under. So, uh, I just BYU at night, like it's a thing, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I, Keen's Lovis is day-to-day. I kind of wonder if this is – he was supposedly available if they needed him last week. Like, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, we wrap this up the way we do every week with a non-Big 12 pick. Everyone can pick any non-Big 12 game uh, of their choosing. I have to go first. I, I want to take a dog on the road. A team that I have enjoyed paying attention to and, and following this season. This is a Friday night game. I'm going to take Wyoming as a five and a half point dog on the road at UNLV. I like UNLV. I think that what Barry Odom is doing there is really cool. I think that they probably might win this game. I just think that this will be lower scoring. And I think Wyoming can maybe even pull it off straight up. So I will take Wyoming plus five and a half on the road at UNLV, unless someone can find me a six and I haven't been able to find one so far. That's a no. Okay. Chris? <laughs> yeah, unlike you, I like home teams. I like home teams that are favorites. I like home teams that are favorites that perform well against the spread. I like home teams that are favorites that perform well against the spread that are playing a team that does not perform well against the spread. This week, I like Oregon at home against USC. Not sure what's going on with the Trojans. Um, Kind of a rough season for them. Last week against Washington kind of ended any hope to any salvaging, any kind of season with three losses. Now they have to go on the road against the Ducks, who are looking good. They're 8-1 and against the spread. USC is just 2-8 and against the spread. Efficiency likes uh, Oregon by even a little bit more than that. So I'm going to take Oregon to get the cover here. And I lost the line. Where did it go? It's minus 15. Minus 15. All right. Are you, are you asking you don't know what, what's gone wrong with USC? I mean. <laughs> Probably, could it have anything to do with the defensive coordinator that they just fired? Nope. <laughs> no. I, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I live in Oklahoma, if, if no one oh, knows that. Oh, 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 oh. What do we got here? What do we got here? Um, I'm shopping around. Give me just a second. You're right. But I live in Oklahoma, so yeah, I hear a little bit about uh, Lincoln Riley and his endeavors out west. 14 and a half. Um, I got you a 14, 14 and a half perfect. from FanDuel. I don't know how often that 15 hits, but I'll take it. You take what you get. Hey, every every little bit helps. Every little bit yep. helps. All right, Daniel. I'm picking an ugly one, but just there's just too much that I like on it. Just too many situational spots that I love here. Um, Northwestern, you still grab them plus 11 against Wisconsin. Um, I mean, basically every single conference dog 
metric conference dog opponent off loss conference dog spread differential conference double digit dog low total like every single angle that you can go find uh that's historically profitable is lit up this week on northwestern i like it even better that they just played just the ugliest stupidest game last week uh against iowa was that the lowest total like recorded ever since books made lines like until this week Oh, what's this week? 29 or something? 28 now. Iowa, Iowa, 28 and a half. Yeah, when a total's um, that low, it's crazy. It's like, it's almost just a coin flip. Like, and no, the line, it's the Iowa. Line is, you take right? the under. Yeah. <laughs> it's Iowa. It's not a no, coin no. flip. Take I, the I, under. <laughs> I mean, on a side, you know, when you have a side here, I mean, okay. you know, right now, Iowa's at minus one. I know we're getting off my pick here, but Iowa's at minus one with a total at 28 and a half. Books are basically saying, this game's going to end 15 to 14, Iowa. It's like, okay, well, it's probably not going to be that score. But uh, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, five field goals, five five field goals, or no, no, or, it's just Iowa. There'll be a safety involved in there. So sure, okay, so touchdown, to- two safeties, and, and, and excuse me, <laughs> uh, touchdown, safety, two field goals, something like that. Um, so anyway, it's just when you get these super low totals, it gets so fascinating when you have spreads too. So. Anyway, Northwestern's in a spot that I really like. I'm going to have real money down, and uh, we're rolling with them. Northwestern, plus 11. Oh, hold on. Who's got these? Who's got these? Who's got these two? Do you like station and win? Do we trust them? I mean, 11 and a half is as high as that you could get. If there's a, tw- if there's a 12, it's fake. So. No, it's two 11 and a halves. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, we can take those. There's there's two books hanging. If there's two of them hanging 11 and a half, I'm, I'm going to give you 11 and a half. Yeah, those are stations and win. That's real. There we go. All right. That wraps up today's show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's always uh, always a pleasure. Do us a favor. Follow us on Twitter at 1012network, T-E-N, the number 12, the word network, 1012pod uh, on Instagram and threads. Uh, check out the Patreon, please. We'd appreciate it. It's The link is in the show notes, or you can just do patreon.com forward slash 1012network. Uh, follow Daniel on Twitter at DannerB7. The Slack chat is a rockin' and a rollin' if you want to talk picks and betting. They would be happy to have you join in and join the conversation. Uh, leave us a rating and review five stars, please. If you're listening on, uh, on YouTube, like the video, subscribe. It really would help us out. We would really appreciate it. We will be back on Monday to recap this coming weekend. So everybody enjoy all the games. We'll talk to you then. Podcast Network.